Welcome to The Profitable Way. I am your host, Robin Gooding, and this is a podcast for entrepreneurs looking to do good in the world while pursuing profits and living a rich life. I truly believe that the missing link to multi-passionate, heart-centered entrepreneurs is the intersection of a holistic strategy, an efficient back-end system, and the soul work that focuses on our inner world so that our outer world can flourish. My clients have quit the cubicle, moved overseas for the digital nomad life, more than doubled their income, and expanded their lives using my signature framework that integrates strategy, systems, and soul. If you're looking to clarify your strategy, structure and optimize your systems, and amplify your soul work, you are in the right place. I promise to relentlessly support you making money online, doing what you love, so that you can live your version of an epic and rich life. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm going to be talking a lot about coaching in the coaching industry and how to hold space as a coach in this episode. But I do think that anybody who holds space or heals or offers a service that people come to you for, especially with regards to like a transformation or healing or something like that, that you're going to benefit from this episode. Now, the question is, what if I don't have all the answers or I cannot guarantee my clients results? All right, that's the question. And the reason I wanted to speak to this question is because it's one I see often. And yes, it is common in earlier stages of coaches and mentors and guides and space holders, but I do hear it from established coaches. And I do hear it from people who have done this work for a long time, who I would consider masters of their craft and who very clearly have helped their clients create epic results and transformations. So I mean, at the root of this, I think, is this awareness and this sort of like anxiety about delivering value for clients, which is so beautiful, right? I mean, that's the good part of it. But the shadow, the the side of it that's really not empowering for you or your clients is that you're really centering yourself and your performance and your advice, right, above a partnership with your client. Why does this matter? Well, if we're engaging in this sort of dynamic, there's power dynamics at play, right? Because you're thinking, I need to have all the answers and I need to get my client results. And I, 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 all the eyes, right? And really what we should be doing is we should be honoring our clients as sovereign, wise, brilliant, wonderful people who have all the answers within themselves. They do, right? And this is why coaching is different from therapy, from counseling, from consulting, and sometimes Clients don't actually know the difference and hire somebody when they're looking for something different, right? Which is why I'm always really clear in my work 
I alternate between coaching and consulting. In coaching, you have all the answers. You are always the wise, embodied, sovereign human being, and I'm holding space for you to extrapolate what needs to come out. As a consultant, you're asking me for very specific advice, and I'm offering you my advice. And now it's a very different role. I'm always clear which role I'm in. And I find, especially because I do work in business coaching, that there is a significant degree of consulting that happens in my work with my clients, right? So I weave the two together. But many coaches are simply coaches. And if that is you and you're listening and you feel pressure to perform You're going to really enjoy the tips I'm going to share in this episode about how to move away from that. So how do we do it, right? That's the question. How do we move through this belief when it shows up, when we're feeling pressure to guarantee our clients' results, when we're feeling like that you know, we need to have all the answers, that we need to always have that mic drop moment, when we need to always be dropping golden nuggets and changing people's lives in very big ways and all the pressure. I'm going to go through how I personally approach this and uh, invite you to take from my tips what you think is calling for you, what resonates with you. So the first thing is trust, right? I trust myself to show up from a pure place, from the purest integrity and deepest commitment to my craft and my people. I really trust myself to show up for my people. And I also trust in my clients. I am selective about how I work and who I work with. And I think that's a big part of it is really only working with people who are in alignment with me. And then lastly, I trust the cocoon. I trust the container that I've created. I trust the process. I trust the boundaries. I trust the resources. I trust the immersive experience. I trust all of that because I created it with my people in mind, right? And I trust that when I show up, when my clients show up, and when the container is a space to support the flourishing of my clients, then I don't need to sort of center myself in that, right? It's not about me. It's about how all three of us come together to co-create magic. Now, the second thing is I do my own work all the time. I do my work to come back to my power, to honor my lived experience, to embody my wisdom, and I ground myself intentionally in this work. Not only before a coaching session, not only do I do it prior to going into this moment with people, I do it in my life all the time, outside of my work. It's a living, breathing expression of who I am and how I show up in this world. And I think this brings me to a really big point, which is congruency. When my internal world is in alignment with my external world. And I'm deeply embodying that. And when I'm deeply embodying that, it's obvious, it's palpable, it's tangible, and it's something that cannot be faked. 
So when I'm in a place of congruency, personal congruency, professional congruency, I'm embodying the energy and the way of being that my clients are saying they also want to be in. They also want to step into. And this energetic exchange is really important. Now, the third thing I do is I lean on powerful questions versus jumping to fix or advise, right? This is really about taking the spotlight off of me as the coach. So I'm not worried about me, my advice, anything like that. And I'm really prioritizing the questions to invite my client to reflect, create, share, honor whatever is within so we can really pull out the magic there. The fourth thing I do is whenever I'm being sort of pulled into performance, and when I say I'm being pulled, sometimes this is literally microseconds, like my brain will want to go into performance. I always come back to presence. I always come back to presence and a pause. I have learned from many years of doing this work that there is so much power in simply being present with someone and sitting in that pause with your client. It's a really beautiful, powerful moment. And we do not need to rush. We do not need to fix. We do not need to advise and all of that stuff, which sometimes feels easier than simply sitting in the pause, honoring the pause, and just being present. It is sacred. The fifth thing I do is remove the pressure. Because again, when I'm feeling that pressure, I'm centering myself. And this has gotten loud for me as my business has grown more because I've attracted some clients who I've admired for a very long time and who I actually would have put on a pedestal above me, right? And so this is also back to that point of like, there's no power dynamics here. There's no one person being better than or worse than, more powerful, less powerful than anyone else in the right in the relationship. And when I've felt that pressure, it's usually around, again, just needing to constantly say the right thing or drop the mic or just like pour all my energy into wanting to curate and define their experience and their transformation rather than simply trusting it to be what it is. And so what I've learned is that the energy of being is so important, but when I'm worried about the pressure to perform, I'm really focusing on the doing more than the being. And the being is the holding of space, of really hearing someone, of feeling them, of seeing them, right? Of like, I mean, think about it for a minute. How many times have you had a conversation with someone and just really felt heard? really felt seen, really felt like they they really deeply connected with you. They truly heard you. That is one of the greatest feelings and experiences I think any human can have. 
I would say it's definitely up there on my list personally. And yet, as coaches, sometimes, even though that's the sacredness of our work, sometimes we do feel pressured to perform and we do get more into the doing. It sometimes feels less messy. It's less complex sometimes. We think we can just simplify these big, nuanced, complex problem situations, human experiences, and distill and dilute them into some simplified version that's palatable. And, you know, it's that's just not always necessary or the best way of seeing things or sharing them or engaging with them. And sometimes sitting in the moment, as I've said, in the pause, being present, holding space and just hearing someone and seeing them in that, acknowledging what they're sharing or or what they're confronting. I think as a society, we probably have been conditioned to value that less than the fixing and the problem solving <laughs> and all the other things. But I've learned it's really, really sacred work. And we should not at all run away from it towards the doing. The mess is where the magic happens. Lastly, I've really changed so much of my perspective around timelines. I mean, I've personally been on a timeline journey where I've been trying to orchestrate things happening on my time and really, really learning patience and finally actually leaning into the celebration of patience and not rushing something. But many coaches, and as I said, I've been guilty of this in the past, have wanted the transformations to happen on a timeline, right? And what I've learned is that, and I've learned this as a client myself of other coaches, too, is that sometimes when I'm in a container with a coach, the transformation is immediate and it's felt right away. And other times it takes longer to integrate for me personally. And I, there was a time in my life where I would have sort of judged the coach by my speed of transformation which I no longer do. I personally do not subscribe to that. I trust my own timing. And by doing so, by really living and breathing and experiencing the gift of that in my own life, it's really liberated my work with my clients because I trust their timeline. I do. Some of my clients will take longer to integrate our work together. And that is most likely going to be true for you as well. Some of your clients are going to give those immediate, tangible, transformative testimonials, right? Um, And as coaches, of course, that feels so gratifying to us and our egos. But really, what matters is not that our egos are gratified, but that we're just showing up fully providing what we promise to our clients, deeply caring, believing in them, supporting them, and also trusting their process. So some people will take longer to integrate, but trust that your work together will settle and land and integrate in divine timing. And when we throw away the timeline, again, which is also based in this whole concept of needing to fix things versus being present to and 
sitting with and feeling and embodying and all of that, it really helps you feel liberated. It really does. All of these tips are things that I've learned from leaning into my feminine more because they are allowing me to be less outcome focused and more more truly wholeheartedly present with my clients from the purest place and really honoring them in their sovereignty, in their brilliance, in their own wisdom, and as true partners. It's also meant that I'm attracting clients that are absolute dream clients. If you're listening, you're my dream. I do not have one client right now that I am not totally absolutely in love with, besotted with, adoring of. (laughs) I really love every single one of you. And our work together is that much more magical because I trust myself to show up, because I trust you to show up, because I trust the container to support our work, because I do my own work, because I'm grounded in my own power, my own bodied wisdom. And I show up in a way that feels congruent. Well, that is congruent, right? My internal world and my external world are in alignment. I'm always thinking more about you versus me and the spotlight being on me. And that's where the questions versus the advice really can support that. I've learned to honor being present, I've learned to honor the pause and to remove the pressure of needing to be the fixer, to learn to simply be present, to see you, to feel you, to hear you, and to honor whatever is being discussed with us in our container. And I've learned to trust your timeline. I've learned that sometimes it integrates right away and sometimes it takes longer to integrate and I no longer make any of that wrong. I do not make you wrong. I do not make your process wrong. I don't make myself wrong in that. And this has changed the way I've related to coaching as an experience. And I think it's improved my clients' results. It's improved my joy and my uh, love of the work I do. And if you're listening, I hope that this episode has served you to come back to your own power and to get back into really being honest about what power dynamics are at play in your coach-client relationship, what mindset stuff is there, what conditioning is there that's trying to pull you more into the doing than the being of your work, and where you want to lean into more, more of the, the sovereignty, more of the presence, more of the power, more of the embodiment of the work, more of trust, where you want to do all of that. Thank you for being here today. I hope this episode supported you. I love you. And I will be back in here with you next week. I'm Robin Gooding, and you've been listening to the Profitable Way podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at robin.gooding and join the Facebook community through the link in my Instagram bio. It would mean the world to me if you would subscribe, rate, and review this episode so that I can continue to share this message with other entrepreneurs looking to pursue their dream online. 
I hope you'll join in next week for another episode. And I hope that you always remember that the best is yet to come.